Welcome to the show that has little to no meaning and makes little to no sense. It is the show where you can expect the unexpected. This is Nonsensical Talk on the air and in the cloud. Those crazy hosts will talk about anything and everything. And now, from their home studios in Middle Tennessee, here is your hosts, Alan Robertson and Joey Smith. All right, welcome to show number three. Guess what you're eating? And we have been eating down in Lafette, Kentucky this uh, this uh, past month. And we did our live or our broadcast there. I should say we recorded it live, but we recorded it to play it now. And we can't wait. We've got, we've, uh, Becky East has a great little restaurant down there. Uh, and she agreed to allow us to come into all that history. Uh, you know, everyone listening, everyone watching, each March, I watch March Madness. And I watch the national championship. I wish Kentucky was in there, but they're not in there. But I watch till the very end of it so I can watch One Shining Moment sung by Luther Vandross. One shining moment, and it's like you know uh, a a collage of all the highlights from the NCAA March Madness tournament and the Sweet yeah. Sixteen, and one shining moment. <laughs> the the folks watching right now, you're gonna want to watch to the very end, just like one shining moment, because this show here has so many highlights in it. It's got conversations with Becky. We go remotely to Lafayette, and 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 we go around Lafayette. We take uh, we take a drone view of Lafayette. Uh, we have conversations with folks in the restaurant history, folks born in 1935, that they'll just tell us about how Lafayette had ten doctors and they had like six grocery stores and uh, it, and it was bigger than Chicago at one time. <laughs> and, and yes, so, it was. But the very end of this, you're going to want to see our one shiny moment of some clips to uh, to our song. So um, we've got a great show for you guys today. And I, I, I'll, right. I'll just tell you that um, it's one of our favorites. And, you know, we, we like them all. But there's so many favorite parts to this show here. And uh, it's going to be a treat. And we're just... We're glad that we're recording these things because we're recording history. Um, uh, you know, we're not going to be so. here forever. Um, uh, Mark's not going to be here forever. Becky, Mr. Boy Green's not going to be here forever. We're glad we captured those stories. You're going to hear those stories, folks. And you're, you're going to want exactly. to share those stories. Share us on YouTube. Like us on YouTube. Get others to follow. Say, let me see your phone. Hit the follow button on their phone. Hit the share button Subscribe on their to phone us. and the like button. Yes. We're on, we're on all the different podcast apps, Spotify, whatever app you uh, name, we're on that. iHeartRadio, so, one of the biggest podcasts. iHeartRadio, uh, we're Nonsensical Talk, we're on it. Al and I, yes. uh, we've been friends for uh, on the upper side of getting close to 40 years. And um, yes. um, we have 40 years of stories and funny stories touching stories, ran across a lot of good people, and uh, um, both veterans. We're still running across the great people. We're yes. still running across we the great people. We never stopped. So Never stopped. 
That's right. So, um, we appreciate we appreciate everyone out there. Uh, you want to support uh, great content like this? Two veterans and two friends. Uh, uh, we appreciate you very much. So, Joey, we're going to send it out there. We're going to play the recording now. We're going to start off with Angela, Mark, and you and I. So here we go. Hey, welcome to show number three, where we're doing it from uh, Lafette, Kentucky. We've got uh, over here beside me, Mr. Joey Smith. Beside him's Mark Thomas, and then my sister, uh, Angela Brown, is all the way at the end of the table. I almost called her Angela Robertson. Did that for so long. Anywho, now we're getting ready to start up our show number three. Uh, Becky East was uh, kind enough to let us sit up down here in her wonderful place. You need to get down here. You need to eat some breakfast, but I'm going to tell you what, it was off the chain this morning. Hi, Becky. Hey, Hi. Becky. Hey, Becky. She's over hey, there. Kathy. We're going to get her on uh, this side here uh, in a little bit, but uh, right now uh, we're just going to uh, start the show and kind of talk about uh, things we want to talk about uh, because, remember, it's nonsensical, so it doesn't matter what you talk about. But uh, talking with uh, Angela, uh, she has brought up so many things that uh, – that have happened in our past, but they're all about Joey. So they're nothing about me, but we're, we're just going to leave some of them about me, but we're not going to, now probably all of them, but I'm not going to tell those. But the, the greatest one that she brought up was uh, whenever, I guess I had already gone into the service and Joey was uh, getting ready to go into the service and he stayed with them one night and was going to make some breakfast for him. Angela, why don't you tell us what he did on that breakfast? So. <laughs> I'm going to try not to look at you. So, what happened was he was playing a game with Ricky. They were playing Tecmo Bowl in the living room. And he said, I don't know, had I had the baby or... You were pregnant, pregnant with Harley. Harley. And I got so sick So Harley got the benefit of these, <laughs> this, uh, so I was pregnant this gravy with, that I made. I was, I was pregnant with Harley. And Joey said, or I guess I must have said, I'm going to go make some breakfast. And Joey said, I can make some gravy for you all. <laughs> I was like, okay, because I don't really know how to make gravy. And this gravy, I went in there and he kept saying, you know, you're just going to add some milk and some flour and some water. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> so, <laughs> the long. The longer it went on, the thicker it got. <laughs> and the harder it got. So when he, we were making our plates, <laughs> Ricky comes in there and grabs the spoon. <laughs> and he takes the spoon and the gravy wouldn't even come off the spoon. <laughs> it was so thick. <laughs> You know, I, I meant to I meant to ask you how many slices of gravy do you want? That is the god. I, and I cut it with a, I cut truth. it with a butter knife, like uh, put it on your bread. You know, like you would do brownies. Right, right. You, right. Would you like a slice of gravy? Ricky said, "What's wrong with the gravy?" Gravy patty. I don't know. Joey made it. The viscosity was not 10W5 or 10W20. It was, it, uh, it was a little bit, it was a little, yeah, it was a little thicker viscosity there. And, uh, they, they were just not used to um, 
<laughs> vehicles that have like 200,000 miles on it. They wasn't, they wasn't used to gravy being uh, as hard as a uh, steak, so they were really having like a steak biscuit, but it was gravy biscuit, so it didn't, right. didn't fall off, right? I think we had to put water in the gravy, and it had to sit there for a few days before <laughs> I could wash the pan. Up, like, 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 cut it with a fork, get you a... <laughs> Keep chewing. I don't think Ricky even. I don't think Ricky even had any of the gravy. And and Ricky's just sitting there like, it's not really breaking down in my mouth. Um, uh, I'm pretty I, sure I guess, though Ricky gave you a hard time. I thought you said you can make gravy. Like, and then, I did. I and could. Then I, hey, it was made. And uh, Harley's had healthy kids, and uh, so it was yes. a. You know, I'm not going to take credit for this, but um, Angela ate the gravy, and she was pregnant with Harley, and there's outcomes is what I look at, and Harley's a very healthy. She has kids herself that are healthy, and so yep. uh, if you want brownie-type gravy. Call Joey. He's got the recipe. Becky's... Uh, uh, you know, brick oven, grill, and deli will not hire me uh, down here, but their gravy is a slight bit better. Their gravy yeah. was delicious. You like should have. It, it could like actually pour over the biscuit. Yeah, maybe, pour over the maybe biscuit. Maybe you should have went Mine back there like, and said, "Becky." was like the patty of sausage that you put on <laughs> the biscuit. Well, you should have asked Becky if you could have. Uh, hey, Becky, could you teach me how to how make, to make that the gravy? gravy? Yeah, <laughs> that wouldn't work well. I, I think you'll just mess me up is what would happen. And, um, I think your wife would have you start cooking then. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to learn. There's a very good chance of that. That's fun. But that's uh, neither here nor there. Um, so some of the other stuff uh, that can uh, be... Uh, right. What's that? Mark, you got to talk into the mic. We're not hearing that one. Yeah, I not. didn't want nobody to hear that. Uh, there's some side. That was an Angela only. Moment. There's some side talk here going on. But, um, an Angela only moment. See, Angela, we tried to do our best in the last show to talk about the Myrtle Beach That was trip. in the first show. Um, but the thing is... Um, you only have two minds there, and if we had one more mind that remembered things, we would up our storytelling capabilities by 50% just by right. having another person, another perspective there. And um, uh, what did we miss? <laughs> oh, first of all, it was, it was June, right? It June was, of 1990. Uh, yep. I graduated the end of May, so it was kind of my senior trip. I don't know why our parents. I would never would have let Harley or Shane go to. Well, the wait beach. a minute. I think it was July because I left to go into the military August 13th, and Maybe that was, was the July. trip. Right that was the that was Maybe the trip was. before. Yep, that was the trip before I went into the Navy. Yeah, and we all went down there, had a great time, had a great time. But when you all talked about my purse, when I lost my purse, it wasn't as calm as y'all said it was. <laughs> Okay. My brother got very mad. <laughs> instantly started yelling at me. I don't remember that. <laughs> yes, he did. And I started hitting the back of his seat. <laughs> and Ricky and Joey were over here. It was crickets. Not we a word. Like, we were like this. <laughs> Ricky didn't even tell me to be quiet. He knew I was so upset. Because I was more concerned. I wasn't concerned about all of our money that was in the purse. I was worried about my pictures in the purse. And 
<laughs> all my personal belongings. Not that $600 that we had yeah, to run not, around not with. Yeah, not all our grocery money. Mark, you went to Trig. Right, that was Trig. You missed out on all the fun on the school bus. And we were all talking one morning on the bus, and I don't know how, what, when. <laughs> I remember that. But somehow or another, I, okay, I really don't remember. We how were the story talking. Went. So what it was was we were talking about the twins, the, the tw uh, our, Jim and Joe, our, our, cousins, our cousins, Jim and Joe down South Carolina, and how they didn't say they had to go poop Poo. or they did anything. In, they but had to go stinky. stinky. Well, Joey was, Joey, Joey doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't he talk, talk about a it. Lot. I he listen. didn't talk a lot. He, he listened. listened, but when he talked, it usually was to embarrass the crap out of someone. And that someone that morning that he was going to embarrass happened to have been at the other end of this table. And so that kept going. And then we got, you got to realize, we, got to we, Christian lived, County yeah, High School. we lived down here in Lafette, which was a 35-minute bus ride to Christian County, which was on the north side of Hoptown. So we went past Hopkinsville High School over to County. There's a lot of talking on the bus. Well, another part of the communication happened to have been, I had a, a speech problem. I still have one. If you hear me say, I, well, in the last uh, podcast, I said breakfast, and I said breakfast instead of breakfast like you're supposed to say. So I've got a speech impediment. <laughs> and back then, I couldn't say Angela. And part of this conversation, I don't know how both of these got tied into the same bus trip, but I called her Lola instead of Angela because I couldn't say Angela. So I call her Lola. Joy again. Crickets. Not a word. Not a word. On the bus. Lola. So I was Stinky. not around, but I wished I was on the hall that morning when Joy began to yell something. Oh, wait. I can tell so this. This is where it comes in. And it's like about 30 people in the out here <coughs> in the hall at Christian County High School. I was in my locker. All of a sudden, I hear, Hey, Lola. And I'm like, and as I turn around, it's Joey, and he's got his hand up. He's like, I got a stinky lala. <laughs> what? Literally crawled into the locker like, I, this is not happening. Oh, cannot be happening. Probably oh. I was a junior in high school. Like, cannot make that up. So, no, no, so no, basically no, what we're saying is... <laughs> My actions were memorable. <laughs> oh, Joey. And, Joey, um, a lot of your actions were and memorable, timing, buddy. <laughs> the, um, uh, you know, thinking from comedic timing <laughs> standpoint. 30 that, people. That we're talking about it yep. 36 years later. Yeah. Um, yep. And if you were on that hall that morning and you remember that. Yeah. Hey, comment and say, do you remember it? <laughs> I remember yeah. being on... Was it the 300 hall? It was the, actually it was the 200 hall. Never will forget it. Don Trent was right here. And I, my locker was right over here when you yelled, Hey, Lola! Hand <laughs> up and I'm like, oh my God, no, he's not talking to me. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. Couldn't get in the locker. It was too small or I would have crawled in the locker. That's fun. And I missed out on y'all talking about Joey and his driving because O M G. Like so fast. Like, like yeah, like Hang on. You know, and that makes it so funny that we talk like that because Shane's best friend was uh Thomas Foles and <laughs> Arlie rode with them and he was she was like, Oh my god, he drives so fast and I'm like, Why can't people drive more like Alan's friend and he drove like twenty miles an hour everywhere he went? That's and we'd be like, Joey, come on, we really got to go. Uh, no, 
Joey would never go any faster. That 35 Angela, mile an hour to hop down. I have told my wife that we have to leave the house at a certain time <laughs> of the day because when your husband leaves, we don't want to get behind him or we'll be late for work or late for school. Um, there's this truck that pulls out of your driveway that if we get behind that truck, it goes the speed limit and we're in a hurry. And so uh, my reputation is in Clarksville also. That, uh, so the question I have to ask though, do you, do you go the speed limit now? Okay, here's, here's a funny thing. About 15 years ago, I got a speeding ticket going Whoa. going 30 something in a 25 uh-oh uh -oh. i got a speeding ticket the only time i've ever had one in my life <laughs> and so like i got Did home i got home and i was just like um heather i got a speeding ticket and i was telling her where i was going and uh, you know, I, I, I was going 30 something in a 25 and she said, did you tell the officer that that was the fastest you've ever been in your <laughs> life? Like, like the, the wind was like, I was about to go back in time <coughs> if I had a flux capacitor and. Okay. That, that, I, I believe it. I love it. Did they Sparks give you a ticket? Gonna, yes. <laughs> they needed money that much is, is what they needed like yes I would say so too I should have went in front of the court and just said I absolutely was doing 37 please throw the book at me sir take my $115 <laughs> that, my, I know the speed limit said 30 of course Molly and Trey they they um, um the fun thing I like to do to them is oh. when they are in a hurry, <laughs> but we could have left on time. And, um, you know, I'm one of those that can go out and wait in the car. Like, I'm ready. Um, and then come out and want me to drive like a certain amount of speed. And I'm like, oh, no. No, no, no. And so, like, come on, hurry up. And I'm like, well, hang on. <laughs> I'm about to take a curve here. <laughs> We're going 21 on that curve. Come on. Well, I know in, uh, here in here in Lafayette, he was doing 10 mile an hour, and he never went above 10 mile an hour in Lafayette. That was horrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. 10 For mile sure. an hour. And then when he got to the city limits, he went to 30. And it's like, You know dude, when really? Will Smith came out with summertime, oh and God. he said 10 miles an hour, <laughs> so everybody sees you? Uh Everybody can walk past you, When you're, when when you're you, creeping, and I had Fuzzy Born's truck, you know, I had uh, <laughs> it's... Well, Fuzzy didn't Fuzzy drive very didn't much drive higher. It. I mean, yeah, faster than that either, so... That's, uh... I think you could almost I was trying run to honor, trying to honor Will Smith and Fuzzy Born, and... And, uh, boy, Gene Hancock, he was proud of me on that, oh, because yeah. he drove slow also. Yeah, and, he was a slower... Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Joey, you and I would never make money if we were in the trucking business, <laughs> and, <laughs> So he was honest about it. And, <laughs> and so, of course, I went into the Navy. She went to Hoptown, and Joey later on followed back into the Navy, and Mark went to college and became a baseball semi-pro. <laughs> semi-pro? A baseball semi-pro. Baseball semi-pro. Semi and he just played baseball. He played, what was it, for the shotguns? The rifles. The rifles. The rifles. I knew it was a gun. I just couldn't remember. Pick up now, I left Lafayette. I didn't 
I went to, we went, my husband went into the military, but I had to come back to the stomping grounds to raise the children. We, uh, we were living in Memphis whenever Ricky got out of the service and they loaded up the old Penske truck, drove all the way across country and they stopped at our house and it was in the summertime and God love the little children. Uh, my, my nephew Shane was sick I love the as little a, children. My, my nephew Shane was sick as a dog and before it was all over and said and done, he ended up getting everybody sick as a dog, but come to find out it happened before he even got there. But the funny part was is during the summertime, it was like 80 degrees outside and they were wearing sweats, jackets. And I mean, it was like, really? I'm sitting here sweating from the sun and they're wrapped up like they're going outside it's 55 degree weather outside your body gets adapted to that kind of climate like when we would call back home and be speaking to daddy and he's like well how's the weather it was 75 degrees and we're all bundled up in jackets and dad would be like what's wrong with y'all I'm like it was cold i mean it's chilly <laughs> we're used to 120 degree weather not 75 degree weather that's so, awesome and talk about talking <laughs> when we would go when we moved to arizona and we would call back here to our friends vicky was one of the worst hello and you're just like oh my god do i sound like that <laughs> yeah we did we sounded just like that look when i was stationed over in sicily i would call home and talk to mom and dad and uh when i got off the phone every i'd go back over and start talking to people they said did you just call home I'm like, why? They say, because your accent changes when you call right. home. You start talking country again. And then it takes a couple of weeks to get it out of you. And it's like, what? I'm, there is no way. Yeah, it is. I was like crazy. That was you funny. Do. You talk and you get, your body gets adapted to that weather as well. So, Well, fun, fun. Mm -hmm. I, I call it relaxed talking <laughs> is, is the thing. Is that uh, when I was in the Navy, I... I was like the only guy from the south on our ship and there was like one other guy that was from uh, East Tennessee there and, and they were like, and if your last name's Smith, they're going to call you Smitty if, you, if you're in the Navy and, <laughs> and um, they're like, hey, where are you from? But there's a guy from East Tennessee here and so um, that was like the only other person that talked the way I talk and Relax. Uh, so I was surrounded by um, not traditional what we would think of uh, Yankees, but uh, just Midwestern and uh, folks that did not have a Southern draw. So they didn't have that Northern accent or that Southern accent. They just had nothing. And uh, but they would certainly let me know that I have it uh, because they would say, "Hey, say something." And then they would say, "Well, I don't know about that." So then I realized that uh, we draw out several of our, several of our words and, and. Oh yeah, when I went to to Phoenix, I mean to Arizona, that's where everybody. Are you from Kentucky? I'm like, how do you know that? You'll you'll talk. When Alan went into the Navy, though, he met his wife Sean. And <laughs> now she's not going to appreciate this. This uh, this. Uh, well, it's not bit. true. So it's okay. Okay. It's not true. But anyways, <laughs> Alan called mom. And he was like, I've met somebody. And mom was like, she was so excited. And he was like, but here's the, here's just, just a little thing about her. And mom's like, what is it? And he was like, she's older than me. <laughs> so, you know, you picture older 
<laughs> 10, 10, 15, 20 years. And then when we finally met Sean, <laughs> she wasn't old. I mean, just she wasn't old. <laughs> How much? Five years? Uh, five years, yeah. She's five years older than Alan. And she looked younger you than Alan. Younger than yeah. <laughs> she looked younger than Alan then. She looks younger than Alan now. So, see, that's Sean. <laughs> but she's old. She's older than me. So we so, really were picturing like old, like gray headed. So when I, when, I, when I do the editing to this part, I might have to. <laughs> but if I have to put it in, she brought it up, I didn't. But she's not old. I know she's not old. <laughs> she's young and she's just turned 29 back in July, right That's before right. you turned 29. Angela, we don't care if he leaves it in or not because we love you, Sean. And we've said nothing. You're not old. That's right. Like. This is what he said yeah. to his mom. Yeah. We said she looks younger. I think we need to. You got to talk. No, to I her. think we need to uh, get Becky over here yeah, and let her take my spot sitting here, and you guys talk with Becky for well, a few moments. Do that. We need to do that. She can break in and get in here uh, first before everything gets out of here, because I was pointed out that the show when I had we had Mark uh, conversation with Mark, we just abruptly ended our show. That quick, and I, Mark was gone. I told him that. Yep, and so she goes. I said, all of a sudden, just Mark disappeared. Nobody know. said goodbye. Yeah. Nobody said. Yeah. And it was just like deuces. Joy it was a great. <laughs> and then it was just them two. Voila. And I'm like, we realized we told him bye. Like yes, we better go. Well, they that don't was like Mark, guys. They didn't like me. That was you great. were there, gone. and it was just like doop. It was because Mark's conversation was two hours and forty minutes long, and I only we could edit so long. Talks. We were like, we can't have. Mark Thomas in the middle, Angela at the end, Joey, myself. We're going to get Becky in here. Thank y'all for coming out and being with us uh, here in Lafette. Uh, we will definitely have all of them back on again multiple times because uh, it's a great conversation to talk about. All right. So here we technology is horrible when you try to do something outside of this recording setup. So we had to, we had to get Becky back on here, even though we've already had her once. You wouldn't have been able to understand her, and you'd have probably turned us off halfway through the interview, uh, the conversation that we had there at Becky's uh, restaurant there. Uh, Joey and I enjoyed ourselves thoroughly. Uh, so time is, is we're right in the middle of the show, and so we're going to input us in, and we're going to keep going. So, Becky, first of all, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your ideas on how it all started when you decided to purchased the empty landers building there well we it, it wasn't empty when we got it um it was run by ricky ricky and scott lane and they wanted to sell it so we were just ignorant and decided to buy it and uh my ex-husband ran it for a while and then my mom and aunt ran it for a while and then i came home to actually came home uh, one summer to to run it to help my mom out and to try to sell it and we were telling all these people, if you do this, you do this, do this, you know, you can make a successful restaurant. Well, everybody kept saying, no, oh, you're in a dead end town. There's no way you'll ever do anything, da, 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 da. So I told mom, I'm like, okay, challenge accepted. So uh, we made a few changes, did a few things, and went full-fledged restaurant um, and have been successful ever since. I did, I have a marketing background, so I've done a lot of marketing with it, uh, try to reach a lot of people, and apparently it's worked. That is awesome, awesome news. Well, it reached us, uh, and we were in Middle Tennessee, <laughs> right? Uh, but of course, we're 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 partial to Lafayette, and uh, absolutely. 
And I, you know, I, I was telling someone I was I was actually in Covington, Kentucky, and uh, someone said I heard that you're from Lafayette. I said, sounds like you know what you're talking about because you didn't say Lafayette, you said Lafette, and so uh, you, uh, we can have a conversation now. But I tell you, well, the let food me tell was you. good that day. Uh, Phenomenal. The, the food. company was good. Uh, the atmosphere is awesome. I love the uh, brick. Uh, uh, I'm right. glad you you kept uh, you kept a lot of that natural uh, historic architecture to that building. Uh, and I love that you didn't paint the ceiling. You let that uh, you let that texture come through. Yeah. Uh, so so folks need to make this trip down here. Yeah. We want Not you to feel only like that, but you see. Yeah, you see the what well, Joey and like I it. have behind us. We we don't have that beautiful backdrop <laughs> that we had on Saturday, because right. I'm tell you what, looking looking at the uh, the video that we shot there, beautiful. You also own a national uh, a historic place down there as well. I do. We bought the old Methodist church, which was built in 1852, um, and we really are trying to restore it. Um, we have bitten off more than we can chew, but. You eat an elephant one bite at a time, so we're, you know, carrying on. And, of course, the restaurant takes most of our time. Um, and, you know, I just decided that I needed something else to do. Again, another ignorant decision. Um, but I think it'll pay <laughs> off in the end. So so what are some of the things that when you get the Methodist, uh, if the Methodist church was finished, what are, what are just like two or three of the things that you want to do to the inside of it? Well, we're, we're currently holding murder mysteries there. We are doing that, um, and those are a lot of fun. If you've never been to a murder mystery dinner, you need to check it out. We, we do one about every other month or every couple of months, so we do those there. If it were completely finished, I would push weddings and family reunions and birthday parties and anything and everything, you know, that you would have a get-together for. We've got a big room downstairs that will hold probably 45 people. Um, and then, of course, the upstairs is gorgeous stained glass windows, you know, wood ceiling, uh, just phenomenal would make a gorgeous wedding. Or we have done a couple of singing as a, singings up there, mm -hmm. um, you know, where we had a group come and they sang. So we've, we've done a few Good things deal. there. Well, yeah, that could certainly be like a bridal shower type place. It could be a, a softer Becky's Tea Room or... or uh, right, right. I do love it. I do. And here's the great thing about it is I, I saw uh, on your Facebook page where y'all had done the Lafette, uh, I guess the Lafette day down there. And it was kind of sudden. I, I, mm -hmm. I'm looking forward yes. to next year because I wish I'd have thought in early, earlier in our time. Uh, we didn't start our first podcast yeah. until July. Right. Uh, of course, it was in Joy and I's mind back right. in June. But all this stuff that was going on, I'm thinking... Oh man, we could be right in the middle of that. Well, guess what? I can't wait till next year. Absolutely. It's always the first weekend, first Saturday in June. Well, we're going to definitely be down there, and uh, we look forward to yeah, it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna definitely be there for Good. that. So, and here's another great thing. Becky has brought to our attention, and I I, I hate that we can't show you what she showed us, but. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Smith here was in a beauty contest down there in Lafette uh, several, several, several years ago. Uh, 
and I think he actually won that. Uh, win it. 29 years ago. We're approaching the 30-year anniversary, oh. and, uh, you know, I brought it. I uh, <laughs> uh, I went there and, and looked around the room to try to figure out who's going to come in second place. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, Came there to win the trophy. Yeah, and he did, crown and all. I love that. Roy Franklin was uh, <laughs> uh, was the announcer, and uh, I'm you know, and hi Roy. I'm glad to I'm glad to see that you're you're yes. out of the hospital and doing well. I, uh, uh, and so uh, I, those were great memories, and uh, we'll try to share uh, that video. I know that Becky's got a copy of it, and and uh, it was. It was one of those uh, Lafayette uh, um, town hall type events to bring the community together, yeah. and and um, and it did. And uh, um, so Lafayette it, it has a proud name, just as proud as the people yes. are there. And so, so Al and I want to promote um, Lafayette to town. And uh, that they have a really honorable mm -hmm. name, uh, just as uh, almost as honorable as the people there. And we are honored to have one of those Lafette people here with us right now because she owns uh, a couple of the businesses yeah. there. So we want you to get down there. Becky, while Alan and I were there, okay. uh, Mark, Alan and I went down to the park. And we talked about how they used to have the tractor pool there. And how they used to have the horse show there. And uh, now we were sad to see that the track wasn't there anymore uh, uh, for the horse show. But uh, I think it would be really cool if one day that right. could be brought right. back. Yeah. Because it was one of the biggest horse shows. Yeah. People came from Clarksville, Nashville. I remember uh, Ebony's time around that horse that, that won the national champion. Yeah for uh, 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 the walking horse show was actually in Lafayette. And uh, uh, so Lafayette had some of the biggest walking horse shows and some of the biggest tractor pulls. And so uh, we know this this place can get back to its heyday. Back, back in the late 1800s, we had 10 doctors. So it, it was- 10 doctors. Um, and we've had, it was, there was a hotel, um, there was a house. I'm not sure it wasn't a cat house, <laughs> but I'm still working on trying. Well, I'm going to tell you, Becky, <laughs> I can't wait. I, I hope that that book comes out sooner than later because the the listening to Mr. Green talk and listen to what you told us, we, you know, and knowing most of the folks that were down there back whenever, you know, even in the seventies and eighties, uh, when they still had a lot of, a lot of heritage there, uh, and the building that you you bought, the Landers, I mean, that that's a that's been there forever. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've got a picture that I'm going to put on the website, and I'm also going to put it on Facebook of one of the uh, what we believe to be the phone number of the facility down there because it has like a an LA seven followed by four digits, and normally that is that's that's a phone number. Uh, that's back before there was seven digits. <laughs> so what other stuff do you have going on down there becky that uh that that you would like to share with i mean well we have every thursday night from five to seven 
Um, we have schnitzel all day on Thursday. We can't get schnitzel everywhere. Um, our catfish on Friday night is phenomenal. We're one of the few restaurants that still serve farm-raised catfish. Um, so we have catfish on Friday. Of course, our Saturday morning breakfast buffet is phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I will tell you that. Thumbs up. We won't hold you any longer. We'll let you get to your fun, and I sure appreciate everything you did for us, and I'm sure I'm glad that you joined us for here. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. All right. Y'all have a good evening. Well, thank All you, right, Becky. Bye. You have a good one. Bye. All right. Well, that was Becky East, uh, owner of the Brick Oven Grill in Delhi in Lafette, Kentucky. You need to be sure to get down there to visit her. Get that breakfast on Saturday morning. That buffet was phenomenal. Joy and I just, we ate ourselves full, and I wish we could have stayed for lunch. Uh, I really do. It was uh, good. Very good. Like, it was, like, hard to concentrate the rest of the show. <laughs> you want to And I didn't even want a nap after that. Like, it was filling. It tastes good, but it didn't make you, like, go, oh, I feel horrible. I got to sleep four hours. No, you I went home and... Mow the grass. Well, you know why you didn't? Because we had Boyd Green on the show, and we're going to show you his bit right now. So watch Boyd Green and listen to the stories this man has to tell. As we're sitting in here in uh, uh, the brick oven down here in uh, Lafette, I noticed Boyd Green sitting across the table, so I asked him to come over and talk to us a little about he uh, He knows more about Lafette than probably any one of us know <laughs> or anyone else that's in this facility at the moment. Yes. Uh, so, Boyd, can you tell us a little bit about what the brick oven place used to be before it was the brick oven? Well, I tell you what it meant ever since I remember it. It, uh, it was a hardware store, big hardware store, big operation. And I'm told that it was the biggest one in Kentucky when it was built. Of course, it didn't it just in this part right here, we had a couple of big warehouses here and they had fertilizer and sold seed going and, and some of it, some of everything over there and it was big and then he had a third warehouse that I they used to sell implements back in here, wagons and, and farm yeah. equipment. And then of course all that went with it and uh, the, the, the whole operation possibly could have been the biggest one in Kentucky. Well, I'm, I'm told it was, but I, I don't know that. A fellow by the name of James Walker told me that he worked here when he was young and said it was the biggest one in Kentucky at that time. And I, I didn't really believe it, but he after he told me I knew him and I said, maybe, you know. And since then, I've heard that it really was. Well, I could take it that for what it's worth. I, and, and with Becky taking I, over the brick oven here, uh, uh, how often do you come down here and, and uh, embark in the brick oven? Well, I... I'm here every week. <laughs> every week. I say, well, so far, thank the Lord, I've yeah. been able to be here. I guess probably every week that she's been open. Yeah. And uh, the times that they're open, they're, she'll open Wednesday through Saturday, and uh, then they're off for Sunday and Monday. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't come every day, but, I mean, I live right down the street here very far. I can yes, walk, sir. walk, ride, or well, run, speaking, or whichever one you want. Well, I don't believe you're going to be running anymore. <laughs> Hey, I tell you what, he, he might not run much now, but he, he used to outrun me all the time because this man right here introduced me into uh, quail hunting. And I swear, when I was a senior in high school to when I left 
flat lick, I guess, in uh, 94 when I got married. Uh-oh, 93 when I got married. <laughs> I did that on purpose, honey. I love you. Uh, this man probably walked me 150 to 250 miles well, I think I used to remember when you used to come out of your driveway and drive in to Lafayette every when we used to run in and out of here because I think you're right on the outskirts there and you used to come in and sometimes you'd get in front of us and I remember my sister would always say well he's not gonna go no faster than that we got to get to church oh, yeah, go <laughs> <laughs> he, well, Angela he's telling business your business now but, well, but, it, it isn't very far to where I live. I can walk home and come back. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. And uh, Boyd, he's he's the bird hunter of uh, Lafayette. Uh, he's walked every square inch of Lafayette, backside of Fort Campbell, and climbed every and tree. climbed every tree in this area. Gone in every cave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it right, Mark. Might have might have swam in every. Pretty well yourself for, for the days you here. You know, oh, yeah. you, you got to wrap with me, but. Uh, we enjoyed it, didn't we? We loved it. We absolutely loved it. Uh, one little funny thing I might tell the old planing mill down here. You Wait a minute. Is it about me? No. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you can tell it. Uh, uh, you're talking about running. running yeah. The old planing mill had a guy to get killed one night right back where I lived down there. And that was to a kid that was kind of scary at night to know a man got killed by me. Uh, something came off of a router or a plane, actually a planer because he was doing some plane and his picture's right up there on the wall behind us and he's one of those six men Mr. Bourne, I don't remember his first name but he was killed there and of course as a young guy coming up here in town to play fox and dogs like we played till 10, 10, 30 at night, you know, <laughs> kids running and hiding and others looking for him. Uh, when it came time for me to go home I was kind of scared to go down by that place but along about where the church is there, I'd gear up and get my breath good and go by that plane mill doing about 25 or 30 miles an hour. <laughs> That's right. Getting home, I'd get slow up when I got past You're that. You're trying to get home quickly. Yeah, absolutely, but I, I've thought about that a lot of times. That was kind of funny that I'd do that, but I did it every night. I'd run past there, there wasn't no ghost going to catch me. <laughs> but we had uh, a lot of history behind that old plane mill. One of the one of the born brothers there was, was killed there. Lord and it's, it's known ever since that is the plane and mill, even though they take, it's a big uh, outfit down there now, the mowing outfit that's got it, they bought it and everything. But, mm -hmm. but Mark, it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of things that's interesting happened around here back years ago. And, and a lot of them, to me, are really just stories that I heard. And they, you know how that goes and how true it is. But, I guess one of the most exciting ones is the one of Dr. Martin across the street here when he had a big shootout with his in-laws and killed them both. Ooh, Lord. Killed his mother-in-law and dad-in-law both. They came down from, to, he was married to their daughter and the story goes that they thought he was mistreating her some kind of a way and they were, they got ready to come down and he, he was a doctor and his office was where Ann Pryor's um, beauty shop is. Mm -hmm. And they called him and told him that they were coming down to get him, the store. And, and I think it's pretty true. I mean, and so he went home, lived right across the street, and got, got ready. And when they showed up, it was a big shootout right there. Good Lord. And he killed her in the front yard. 
and the fellow was coming in the back door, and he and he killed the man coming in the back door. They were coming in both doors. Oh my goodness! The it didn't kill him wrong spot, but he died before they got him to Herndon, and that's about one of the biggest stories. Y'all have never heard that? No, no, never, never. never. Oh, Doctor Marty, that's a big story. My my daddy was it like in the fifties or sixties? Oh no, no, no. It was back before that. It was in the late thirties. Oh, okay. It was in the thirties. and. And my dad went to the uh, trial. He was at the trial, and, and Dr. Martin was well thought of. He was just a regular old country doctor, but he did drink some at night, and they thought he was mystery. That's hearsay, but but he was a good good old doctor, and uh, dad said the courthouse was full of people. He said, you stand in room only. He had to stand up, couldn't sit down. And most of them were supporters from the Fed here that was in support of Dr. Martin. Yeah. For in, in case they tried it, but it was self-defense. He wouldn't got it. He didn't get anything out of it. Though. Yeah. But it's it quite a story. I'd hate to have been sitting around out front like we do yeah. now when that all went on. I know that. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, goodness gracious! I guess he was. Uh, um, they they came on his property. Oh, came he, in he his was house. At home. Both doors. And actually, I saw the bullet holes in the door facing because his. Housekeeper at that time had a son about my age. We were buddies, and he would take the young boys and his buddies up there and show them in bullet holes. And some you could stick your finger in, buddy. It was, oh, it was some big, pretty good sized guns, and that the lady could shoot because she was hitting the door facing right beside where he was shooting out of. So it's close. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I did see the bullet holes, but uh, it is it's a nice story. We'll have to look that up, Mr. A. B. Yeah, it is in. The, I'm not sure what year exactly, but it was in the it was in the 30s, and uh, it was a big thing around here at that time because he went on and he was a doctor for a long time after that, and and people would fight for him. A lot of people, they were he he had helped a lot of people, and you know how the old country doctors. They might get paid. They might not get paid. Right. They might have to take it out and trade hams, mm -hmm. chickens, yes, or something like that. And mm -hmm. That made them good in the sight of a lot of people, poor right. farm people and country people. And he was well known and well respected by most right. people. He might have had some. <laughs> <that didn't. laughs> and, and of course, uh, you know, when you're thinking of uh, the uh, before the 1950s, a lot of those hometown doctors. They uh, they delivered most of the babies, so they they three were doctor, known for that. Three those. doctors were here when I came here in 1940. Uh, doctor three, Doctor Roach and Doctor uh, Garner. Mm -hmm. Doctor Martin was over there at the little brick house where Ann's beauty shop is still standing there. Doctor Garner was upstairs over the shop where Doug works on his mowers up mm -hmm. here. That was a drugstore, okay. nice drugstore. And his his doctor office was up there, and Doctor Roach practiced in his home down on White Street, mm -hmm. uh, not on White Street, on Harrison Street, in the back room. He had an office, and I can remember going there. The first doctor I ever went to, I guess. And uh, I had a bad throat problem, sore throat. And my mother took me back there. Well, by the time he got through with me, he had so scared. He got me, uh, I, I was so scared. I, I didn't ever have a throat problem anymore. Never had tonsil problem. <laughs> I heard him say, "Miss Green," when he came out in there. I could hear him. He said, "If this boy ever has that again, you bring me back. We're going to have to take those tonsils out." I remember that real well. 
never, never heard him talk <laughs> well, you sound like me, just a little me, bit. I don't know. <laughs> but that's, that's for sure. I know that. I might have had a little sore throat left, but I never had much problem. <laughs> Nothing to complain about. <laughs> exactly. At least you didn't complain about it, right? I didn't complain about it. I sure did. <laughs> oh, but, that's fun. Uh, he was the last doctor practicing here. Dr. Garner went on to Hopkinsville and... His office was over the old First City Bank up there, and mm -hmm. I went to him a time or two up there, but he's the one that delivered me in 1935. Good Lord. And he drove probably straight down what's back Fort Campbell now, Fort Campbell area, to Saline Creek. And Saline Creek goes out on the other side of Fort Campbell, and we were, my sister and I were born in a big two-story house down there right at the edge, right off of the base. Dr. Garner came down there to deliver me probably on the 2nd of January, 1935. And I didn't cooperate. And he done had so much trouble getting down there during January weather, January the 4th, yeah. that it was terrible. And he knew he couldn't come back. So my dad went upstairs and fixed him up a room that they didn't use. And his old grate still left. And he built a fire and warmed it up. And uh, he warmed it up and kept Dr. Mar uh, Dr. Garner down there for I believe two days and two nights mm. waiting, and he, he he delivered me and my sister too, and uh, they named me after him, as well as a lot of other guys have been named after Dr. Garner. <laughs> Seems like the, it was custom back then to name boys after the doctor that delivered mm. them. I knew several Garners. Yeah, it's, sure. I, I could name eight or ten round that I know that were named Dr. Garner after yeah. their Dr. Garner. I'll so, be doggone. That is awesome. Country doctors were in big demand back then. Yeah. Big demand. They had to go out in bad weather. They had to get there the best way they could and get home the best way they could. A lot of it was by horse and buggy, a lot of it was riding a horse or a mule or, or a mule in a wagon or whatever. And uh, it was some different times back then. But when we, when I came here as a five-year-old kid, this was an eye-opening place for me because it's so big. And it was a big, nice hardware store. As a matter of fact, right off that wall over yonder, they had a sports department over there. Yes, that was just like Casey Yost used to have in Hopkinsville. Yep. Right. Close. Close. And I bought the first six guns I ever had right off that wall. Really? Remington rifles. Started out with a single action, pull it back and cock it back here. And the next one was a single shot right Remington, but she had a safety on it. That was a little upgrade. Now the third one was one with a magazine in the end. That was upgraded. It put seven in it. Yep. Next one was a bolt action. I put about 16 <laughs> in it. And the last one was automatic. The first six. Well, I remember Mr. Landry whenever, because that was our time frame, was when he had the yeah, hardware okay. store. Now you're talking about Jimmy. Jimmy. Well, I'm yep. talking about uh, Yes, sir. You're AB, talking about way back before Mr. A.B. and two sons, mm -hmm. David and Jimmy. Okay. And and they it was a big operation. And it made Jimmy just three families. They all lived here, mm -hmm. and they all made it all so good. They did well until Fort You know, Fort Campbell just recently took two sides off, and that's what had to slip. Their okay. business, you know, declined. Well, I remember whenever we used to have to anything you ever needed. I remember Daddy used to always go. We just go down to the hardware store and we get in the vehicle, yeah, and come yeah, right down the yeah. pet road. Didn't matter what it was. He'd he come had up it. with it. He had it. I was, you know, I was just telling the guys over there this morning and it really happened. I had a craftsman more that I got from Clarksville from Sears. Yes, and sir. I broke a belt. And I knew I had to go back to Sears to get a belt. Right. I drove to Clarksville back and I was up here and tell him, where you been, boy? I said, I've been to Clarksville. I said, I had to go over there and get me a belt for my mower. Well, what kind of mower do you ride? And I said, a craftsman. He said, wish you to come up here. I got some belts here that would fit it. And he did have. <laughs> 
I've done been to Clarksville. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, it was people that would go somewhere and come back and find out Mr. Landon had the same thing here. Yeah. But uh, Becky, his daughter, has got a real good story that I got a kick out of. And y'all might, t- time might be up. I don't know. Oh, if you call no, no, no. Becky, after Jimmy passed away. Yes, sir. Becky, his daughter, was the one that had to clean up the place, sweep it up and get yeah. it cleaned up to try, try to sell. And she told me the story herself. She was up here by herself sweeping and everything real quiet and she said now, I don't believe in ghosts you know she made that clear but see his office was right up on the yes sir yeah I remember he used to come down them steps and nice little office yes sir and Becky uh, she was sweeping and she heard all of a sudden papers rattling just you know like he's going through just like his sound she said it sounded so much like daddy going through them papers uh, and she listened and thought oh lord what is this and and she waited a few minutes and sweep, try to sweep a little more but i imagine she was hitting a weak leak <laughs> and and uh, and directly it would happen again there it go trying to find a paper just exactly like it and oh, becky man. said i got so upset i just couldn't hardly do my work right and she told me said i did get up enough to work uh, enough nerve to finally walk there to the steps and slip up there and look and she eased up there looking, not knowing what she was going to see. A squirrel was up on oh, his desk, <laughs> splashing papers. And she said it was so much like he sounded that, that it's just unreal. Well, see, and she laughed now about it, and yeah. she got it as good as Well, Joey and I don't believe in ghosts, or we do believe in ghosts, because we're going to go see, uh, for our October podcast, we're going to go up to Adams, Tennessee. Oh, you're going to really hear the, some stuff there. We're going to hey. hear some stuff there. That's what we're... Bell Witch. Yes, yeah. Bell Witch. I read and, the book. I read the book once. Un- unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's what Joey and I are going to do next year. Well, next you... you You'll enjoy that. And I used to work over there some years ago, and I'd heard, I'd read this book about mm-hmm. the Bell Witch, and it mentioned a lot of prominent names yeah. in it that you wouldn't think made up anything. Right. You know, I mean, pe- people that uh, Andrew Jackson, absolutely, yes, sir. Ab- right. he's in it, yeah. and p- and prominent people out of Tennessee that mm-hmm. existed, and it just wasn't something that people would just like that would make up and put in in a book. Right. But I was mystified, if it's such a word, mystified yes, about the book. And I had to be over at Adams, Tennessee, a time or two, the, a week, week or two there. And uh, I said, I'm going to find me an old man who's been here a long time <laughs> and find out about this bell witch. Yes, sir. Well, it wasn't long till I spotted an old gentleman sitting on his porch up on, off the road a little bit there, just relaxing and swinging. I just jump out of my car and go up there and tell him who I am, sit down here, talk. He's a nice fella. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little while. Where are you from? And went through all, you know, all that. And then I told him, I said, sir, I've read this Bell Witch book, and I, I'm, I'm concerned I didn't know it was such thing as a witch, uh, <laughs> especially around here. And I said, do you know anything about it? And the first thing he said, son, said, I don't know if I believe in witches or not. He said, let me tell you one thing. He said, it was something that people never could figure out. Right. He said, I don't know what it was. And, and that's the way he left me. It was something that nobody could figure yeah. out. And I found another one, the same one, and I did the very same thing he told me. We don't know what it was, but it was something. And well, that book, it, if, you, if you ever read it. I'm going to pull it up and I am. pull it up and look, I think Andrew Jackson was riding back to the road to the Bell House with horses pulling his chariot, I think the way it read. Mm-hmm. And no mud holes, or good, good gravel road. Mm-hmm. And the ch- chariot stopped, stopped and they couldn't move it. 
the horse Joey and, wouldn't boot. Joey and I did some research on did that you? with Andrew Jackson, and when he told me that, I was I was intrigued. And Ab I was like, absolute. They stopped. They yeah. stalled the horses. They couldn't pull it. And they sat there a little while, and they heard the leaves rustling out here on the fence row, a little whirlwind type, way, and heard a laugh that they couldn't <laughs> describe. A laugh. <laughs> like, like that. <laughs> I mean, they described it as a, just a laugh of something funny that somebody was pulling on somebody. Right. And they tried the horses to move fine from there on up to play pulling. Okay. That's going to be you funny. You know, that's, that's strange. You know, uh, very strange. I, I've talked to William Turner about it several he, times. He, he gives He gives that story oh, every year he, in, he in Hopkinsville. He did. And. Of course, Andrew Jackson was governor of Tennessee at the yeah, time he went time. out there. And, and made it later on. But he had later been quoted saying, and I'm paraphrasing, yeah. that he'd rather take on the whole British Army than, than, than the Dutch. <laughs> it, it, it strange things happened in that, in that era about her. And some more of it, she would pull hair out of some of these people's head. I've I'd heard of that bed, now. Pull the hair out till they couldn't go to sleep. On Tennessee Crossroads, they were talking about that. That type thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm, well, Tennessee there, Crossroads had a bit on there where the people would go in there and they'd feel people tugging yeah, on their hair yeah, and hearing that yeah, laughter. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's something. And I've been hearing this for 15, 20 years. But, you know, Joy, yeah. he lives real close up by there. So I made a comment yeah, to it and yeah. I said, we got to go. And he says, we're going to go. Going to go. <laughs> Probably the the most memorable documented story from witnesses was this cat that went up into church one morning on a Sunday morning and sat in the front row. And then later on that day, that cat was out in town and everyone that was not at church, the cat went in the middle of a group and they could hear they don't know if it was coming from the cat but they could hear this woman's voice mm -hmm. shaming these people for not being in church that day and the entire sermon being recited from like yeah. the air from yeah. a spirit yeah. and that was like several witnesses uh, yeah. that said yeah, that and so it, like my arms are like strange, yeah. going up, my, the hairs are going up right now. And, and Mr. William can bring it back pretty live too. He, he's good at it. He's he's done it so many times. He's he's really good at it. And and I really believe he enjoys doing it. Yeah. And I know he did back before he was get was sick. You know, right. He he enjoyed doing it, and and especially uh, uh, when he could get the kids down on the front row. <laughs> He knew how to I take like, the kids. I like when he'll say, I pulled oh, my, my kibbers. Yeah, you know the kibbers? kibbers? Yeah. <laughs> and the kids didn't know what he's talking about. He yeah. said, it's blankets. And uh, But yeah. I took him, uh, took his class at he, in Hoptown uh, in uh, college for Western he, Kentucky he, he, history. Yeah. And uh, that's something I got Alan and Mark and Angela interested in is, let's start telling a story about Christian County and, yeah. and, and Lafayette. And, Absolutely. And... Um, yeah, you know, we we started and so we wanted to come and do a, a podcast yeah, in well, Lafayette. I and, you asking. And, I mean, I well, we appreciate you coming in. Now I have a question. I have a okay. question since we got you here. Okay. <laughs> so you're born in '35. I was born '35, January four. What were some of the memories that you had from the '40s to the '50s of businesses that were here, people that were here yeah, okay. that? 
Well, I can remember when there were five places that sold groceries, five, four stores and a service station that had quite a few groceries yeah. in the under too. Lord. He had a supply. And then it was four, four operating. I can remember that. And I can barely remember when it was two old general stores here. Mm -hmm. But they were torn down shortly after I, you know, I can't remember much about I remember going <laughs> in them. Right. Big two-store and big brown posts out front. And they sold everything, clothing and shoes and some of all of it. Yes, sir. But uh, there, were, there were the five places that I can remember that sold groceries. There were three doctors. There was a funeral home. There was uh, one, two... Uh, blacksmith shop down the street, uh, two service stations, and both of them sold gas mm -hmm. and did work. And uh, let's see, uh, two beauty shops, two beauty shops, and several more. You know, you, you just it, that was that was right at the time when they had the whole country around here. Sure. And as Mr. Lander would always tell somebody, it's 20 miles still before. <laughs> he said, he says 20 miles yes, over, 20 miles hop down, 20 miles skating. It's a geographical <laughs> anomaly. That was a famous. 20 miles from everywhere. Yeah, 20 miles from everywhere. <laughs> that's and that's, that's pretty And that true. is why you that had so much true. stuff here. I guess so. Sure. He, 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 had, he had customers for everything he had coming from every direction. Yeah. Yes, and sir. as all automobiles got better, some, some businesses some yeah. started slacking yeah, off. Yeah, a few horse and buggies around. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was an interesting place, it really was. And, you know, we just got to talking about, it was a, down the road here, it was a Brain fellow. They, his name really was Urban Brain. And he's buried out here at Powell Cemetery that made it in the big leagues. He pitched for Pittsburgh for years, and he got a big marker there for him now, but for a long time, I didn't ever see a marker, just a minute. He pitched for Pittsburgh for a long time, and some of the people last night were talking about him, they couldn't remember his name. He went by Beck, Beck Brain, mm -hmm. and he was a famous fellow from this area, and he's buried out there. Nobody could have come up with a name, and I knew I remembered his first name, but I had a terrible time coming up with, with <laughs> Irvin, E-R-V-I-N, Urban Brain, and he's buried out there. And they grew up around here playing country baseball, and he was good. And he was counted at one time, so I have heard, to be one of the best fastball pitchers in the major leagues. Nice. And what, what I was interested, what I really got a kick out of, I was told by people that knew, and Dr. Williams was one of them that kept up with him and how he went and everything, the whole Dr. Williams here. And he said that after he retired from pitching that they kept him on as a pinch hitter for a, a while because he could lose a baseball. He said he was known nice. to knock him plumb completely out of the stadium on, on certain occasions. He was a good enough hitter that he's made it two or three more years from as a pinch hitter, and he's buried right out here. And they had three brothers, according to Dr. Williams, that were good enough to all have made it if the other three had wanted to leave home, but they didn't want to leave they home. <laughs> and Beck did. A lot of folks didn't want to leave home back in That's those days. That's exactly right. right. You know something, I, I, Al and I were talking about this because Mark and I both are graduates of Austin P. Oh, are you ready? Okay. And I was telling Alan that uh, if you Google and look up Austin P, the, the governor of Tennessee, that he was born in a place called Garrettsburg. That's not far out right here. By Hal Grocery. <laughs> by, where Hal Grocery is over, yeah. over at yeah. the end of Body Road. Yeah, right close to Garrettsburg yeah. right there. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, I, I was, I was uh, telling someone it would be great if, like, Christian County Historical Society would 
put a sign or a marker that said birthplace of Austin Beach. Oh, they, 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 they the last time I saw it, they had a big sign of Garrisburg. Yeah. You can see that, but it wasn't. Uh, but, but I, that I don't think a lot of folks know that 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 was a, a I guess a train station yeah, came yeah, through there yeah, uh, yeah. and. And people would stop, and that's why Howell Store is Dif there. Different world back then. And 117 Highway was a railroad bed, too. It's a railroad track right. from Old Grove to, K to mm -hmm. over yonder on 68. Gracie. Yeah. At 117, and that was a railroad bed, and it was known as a railroad bed for years after we moved. That's what everybody, until they got started calling it the 117 Highway. Right. It was a railroad bed. Everybody here knew where you was talking well, about. Well, we learned that we had a vice president that was from down here. Adlai Stevenson. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, and Adlai Stevenson yeah. happens part he of the He visited our school when I was in school. I saw him. and uh, That is awesome. Uh -huh. he, we he, were just, we, we, yeah. we were, we were doing like, all kinds there's of, a vice president well, that's from Lafayette. Well, he was, he had relatives around here. Yeah. He had, um, I think Miss Jessie Harris was maybe related to him. I'm not sure about that, but I think she was. And he, it was some more people that were related to him, and you know he. Uh, Miss Bourne, yes, I appreciate you coming out here and telling us. Boyd, we yes, enjoyed it. Welcome, I'm folks. This was a great show, and just like I promised, we saved those one shining moments for you. Uh, it's not Luther, it's not Luther Vandross singing at the end. It's Ben Rector. And some of these are highlights that did not make it into the show because we had some audio difficulty. But we replaced that, these great shots, some of these great conversations uh, with some great music. So no doubt. follow us on YouTube, like us, share us. We're on every social media. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify. We're on your, we're on your podcast apps. Uh, take and care of one And we love another. everyone that... Yeah, we love everyone that follows us, and uh, we, we, we'll be there for you forever, and we'll, we'll try. Enjoy, Enjoy this said. right here.